Welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast. Welcome back, we are back. So, last time I talked to you guys, the, the, the NBA Finals were still going on. The NBA Finals, we finally have a champion, the Los Angeles Lakers. They win their 17th title. That is tied with the Boston Celtics. A lot has transpired. We have a lot to get into. We got some, we got some NFL talk. Uh, I'm going to break down the Lakers and LeBron. What does this mean? The Miami Heat look really, I mean, they played, they played their hearts out, but they, you can just tell they didn't have enough. So let's not waste any time. Let's get into it today. Let's go. Let's start it up. Um, I told you guys the Lakers would win in six. I predicted Lakers in six. And that is what happened. I'm going to let you guys, I'm going to let this beat rock. I hope everybody out there is doing fine. Let's get in. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Uh, and here we go. So, Lakers Heat. We already. I mean, most people. Most people pick the Lakers to win the win this series. Um, the Lakers were just the better team. They were just the better squad. Um, and, and in Game Six, you know, the Lakers. I mean, the, the Heat, the Miami Heat. Big shout out to them. Um, and what they do and what they and what that franchise is all about they get like even though they were the underdog and a lot of people had this series being over in four or five games i went on and gave them two games then they stole they stole two games they went on and stole two games game 3 game and game 5 but this laker team was just was just better they were just a better team um, they, they, the Heat really didn't have anybody that can guard Anthony Davis. They frankly didn't have anybody that can guard LeBron James. Uh, they lacked, you know, you know, once Dragic went down, Jimmy Butler was their primary ball handler. He was their primary playmaker. And it's just too much to ask and depend on a 20-year-old, uh, uh, Tyler Hero and a young Bam Adebayo. And a young, uh, a young Duncan Robinson. There's too much to ask. While LeBron shined, he won Finals MVP. He averaged 29, 11, and 8. He's the first player to win Finals MVP. With, he's the first player to win three Finals MVPs with three different teams. And he is only... In a group with Michael Jordan to win four regular season MVPs and four finals MVPs. Only him and Michael Jordan has done so. Anthony Davis had a great series as well. Anthony Davis, 25 and 11, uh, averaged two blocks. He had a 50-40-90 in the NBA Finals. Let, let, think about that. Anthony Davis had a 50-40-90 in the NBA Finals. That's big. That's 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 great. So, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big-time Lakers supporter. I'm a big-time Lakers 
fan. If you guys did not know. And I think this is so, and you know, this is so much because the it, it's so it's so big for the Lakers, um, with the with the tragic with the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant, um, probably the greatest Laker of all time, and for them to win the for, and for the Lakers to win the title the same exact year that he passed away, um, which was unfortunate. That's big. But also, the Lakers with their seventeenth title, and and let me and let me just give you guys some historical context, because as we all know, the Celtics have had the most titles for a ver- they've had the most titles for a very long time, um, and you know we all know about those Red Auerbach and those Bill Russell Celtics who won eleven chips. But then you, in the in the modern era, the La- the the Lakers have won more titles than the Celtics. The La- this is this would be now the eleventh championship in the modern era that the Lakers have won to the Celtics four, three with Larry Bird and then one with Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Rondo, all those you know Doc Rivers. So that's eleven to one. In the modern era, I mean, 11 to 4. In the modern era that the Lakers, that's how many, like, the Lakers have been the gold standard of basketball since the modern era has started. Um, And I think they have, even though they are tied with the Celtics for the most championships, I think they have surpassed the Celtics not as a brand, because they already have surpassed the Celtics as a brand. The Lakers is in Los Angeles, Los Angeles. I mean, like, they already have done that. But as far as basketball royalty, as far as the best basketball franchise, the Lakers, to me, have surpassed and has a strong argument and has surpassed the Celtics. They have more NBA Finals appearances. They have, um, they have just as many chips now. In the modern era, I just said it. They have, I mean, they have the better players. The Lakers, to me, have surpassed the Celtics. And I can get into the whole LeBron and Jordan talk. I can get into that, but I'm not. All I know is, in year 17, LeBron... Let's, let's, like, also, let's, I'm, I'm, I'm also give some... I'm going to give some context. The Lakers, LeBron joined the Lakers <clears throat> two years ago, right? You guys remember the Lakers two years ago. It was not a fun, it was not a fun sight to be a part of. The year he joined, the, the year before he joined, the Lakers were 35 and 47 and nowhere near the playoffs. They were at the bottom of the Western Conference. I mean, they have been struggling for a very long time. Struggling for a very long time. LeBron resurrects, and he, and he has the Lakers back to where they, um, back to where they belong. Let's be honest. And this is what LeBron does. This is what LeBron does. Like, and you can say, oh, he left Cleveland. He went to Miami. Well, 
Miami, they were four. They, they, first, they were you know they were four years removed from winning a title. But then after they won that title, they couldn't win. They couldn't win. They couldn't win another playoff series. LeBron joins them. He gets them back to the finals, and he wins. And he wins back to back championships with them. Then he goes back to Cleveland. Cleveland's never won anything in their life. Cleveland is Cleveland. It's Cleveland. Give me a break. Hasn't they haven't won a championship, a sports championship in fifty plus years? Goes back to Cleveland the second year, wins a title, and then you look at the Lakers. This is the this, this he joins the Lakers. This is the Lakers' worst stretch as a franchise. Think about that. This was before, prior to LeBron joining the Lakers. The Lakers was they were going through their worst stretch in franchise history. 2013, 2014, 27 wins. The next year, 21 wins. The following year, 17 wins. The following year, 26 wins. The following year, 35 wins. And then LeBron's first year, he gets hurt. They miss the playoffs. And they finish 37 and 45. And then finally this year, you give him Anthony Davis. And he wins the title in the first year. You know, you got, I'm going to leave that guy. I'm going to leave that argument up to you guys. Because it seems like with the GOAT argument, with the Michael and LeBron argument, there's two people. There, I, think, I feel like there's three people. There is the MJ, it's the MJ fans, and it's the MJ fans that believe that MJ is the GOAT and they have their mind made up. There's literally nothing LeBron can do for them to change their opinion. LeBron can go. LeBron could three-peat. LeBron can win the next two titles. And the MJ fans, the people that think MJ is the GOAT, they're not going to, they're, 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 I mean, no. It's not happening. LeBron, LeBron can, he can literally do, he can literally three-peat with the Lakers. They still won't look at him, they still won't look at him as the GOAT. And then there's the second peep, there's the second group of people where they think LeBron is the go. They think LeBron is the go. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron can lose, he can lose nine NBA finals. They, they, they still think LeBron is the GOAT. And then the last person in this argument is the people that's actually open-minded. <laughs> the people that's actually open-minded. I know some people that probably, I, I mean, I, I, I know some people that probably thought Michael was the GOAT and then, like, LeBron has come along. LeBron, like, they're open. At least they're open. But the other, the other side of the spectrum, the Jordan fans think Jordan is the GOAT and it's nothing that LeBron can do to change that. And then the LeBron fans LeBron could lose. He can. He can literally lose nine NBA Finals. The LeBron fans are still going to tell you that LeBron is the goat, and I'm not here to get into that because that would take a whole podcast. That would take a whole episode. But I am going to tell you, LeBron has had, as far as longevity, as far as the career, LeBron has had. The greatest basketball career. Take that how you want it. Take that how you want it. 
He's had the greatest basketball career. His prime, he has been in his prime longer than anybody else's. He's going to have all the stats. He's going to have all the totals. He's not going to have the averages, but he's going to have all the totals, all the playoff records, all the NBA Finals records. He's going to have those. So he, ha he, he, so he has the greatest basketball career. Now, on the flip side, I would argue that Michael Jordan, at his peak, at Michael Jordan's peak, there has there, there's been nobody, there's been nobody that's been at that like Michael Jordan at his high. There's nobody in the in the game of basketball that have been as high as Michael Jordan. His peak is greater than any than anybody else's in basketball history. That's just my opinion. That's just to, to win to win to three peak two times in seven years. His high Michael Jordan highs are as high as you can get. It's as perfect as you can get. But as far as a longevity. 17 17 year career consistency LeBron has it but if you're asking me who 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 peaked the highest who had the highest peak it's Michael Jordan it's Michael Jordan take that how you want it it's Michael Jordan and I'm gonna and I'm gonna give you guys my 10 best players of all time I'm going to give you guys my 10 best players of all time. And somebody tried to call me, but I, I, I'm not going to answer. I mean, <laughs> I'm in the middle of a podcast. But I'm going to give you guys my 10 best players of all time. And I have a strict criteria. Obviously, championships, the era you played in. Um, I, take, I, I, take, I try my best to take everything into account. Where you were big, the titles you won, MVPs, stats, uh, ability, talent. I take everything into account. And I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna give you guys my 10 best players of all time. But when people ask me, LeBron and his legacy, because I don't, I, I mean, because this is, this is, I feel like after LeBron won the title, we automatically shifted to the GOAT debate. And I feel like LeBron deserves enough. He, he deserves, I mean, as he, as he asked for, he said, give him his damn respect. He want his damn respect. But I think LeBron, we, we, like, as, as soon as LeBron won the title, we jumped right to the GOAT debate. We jumped, we jumped right to the GOAT debate. But I'm going to let this, I'm going to let this marinate. I'm going to let this title marinate. I'm going to let LeBron enjoy the title before I say, oh, LeBron's not the GOAT or LeBron's the GOAT. I'm going to let it marinate. I'm going to let the paint dry. I'm going to let the paint dry, okay? But when people ask me, LeBron, LeBron has the greatest career. He's had the greatest career. But I think MJ, his high, MJ highs are as high as you can get. And I don't think anybody has gotten that high. Jordan at his peak 
was better than anybody else. At his peak, at the peak precipice, nobody was better than Jordan. But I think LeBron has had the greatest career. Now, I'm going to give you guys the 10 best players. And I take everything into account. Okay? So, LeBron, MJ, and this is, no, this is in no order. This is in no order. But these are, the, these are, in my opinion, these are the 10 best players. No order. MJ, LeBron, Kareem, Magic, Kobe, Shaq, Bill Russell, Larry Bird, Tim Duncan, and Akeem Olajuwon. Okay? No, those are the 10. Those are the 10. And I feel like that's a great 10. MJ, LeBron, Kareem, Magic, Kobe, Shaq, Bill Russell, Larry Bird, Tim Duncan, Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's a solid 10, and that is my 10. You can rank it how you want. That's my 10 right there. That's my 10. Okay? That is my 10. And I'm a huge LeBron fan. I'm a huge LeBron fan. Y'all you, you, know that I, I defend LeBron um, as much as I can. I, I'm, a, I'm adamant about LeBron. I'm, hu I'm a huge LeBron fan. But I, also, but I take my fandom out of it. I try to, at least. I don't know if you guys recognize it. But I try to take my huge LeBron fandom out of it and judge it appropriately and accordingly. And, and and what I've realized, the MJ fans, they they they're okay. The MJ fans, they're gonna they're not gonna. They always point to the six finals losses. They always point to those six finals losses. And as long as those six finals losses are on LeBron James' resume, you you you, you the MJ fans are gonna always say LeBron Jordan's better. The Jordan fans will always say Jordan's better. You see it with you. You heard it from Stephen A. Stephen A. is making headlines. You heard it from Stephen A. Stephen A. said, "Hey, LeBron, he has those six finals losses. He can't. He can't. You can't erase those." Now I'm gonna give LeBron fans a helping hand. I'm gonna give them a helping hand. If LeBron is able to get to, if he's able to win one more or two more championships. That'll be five or either six championships. Five and six, six and six, that, that sounds a lot better than three and six or four and six. That sounds a lot better. That sounds a lot better. Now, I don't hold, like some of those finals losses, I don't hold towards LeBron. That's just me. That's just my opinion. Some of those final losses, I don't hold towards LeBron. I don't, but the MJ fans do. Um, and, and like I said, I think people will be more open outside of the LeBron, like outside of the LeBron fans, people will start to be more open with LeBron being the GOAT or having the GOAT conversation if he wins another title or two. 
Because when you get into that five, because right now LeBron has four. Shaq has four. There's not a lot of guys that have four, but there's some guys that have four. Shaq has four. Um, who else has four championships? I can't, I can't think of it. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't think of it right now, but Shaq has four. Shaq is the he Shaq is in my top ten, and Shaq is the only player in my top ten with four. And LeBron and Shaq are the only players in my top ten with four. But you start to get to five in that six range. Kareem has six. Magic has five. Kobe has five. Jordan has six. You start to get in that rim. And and I'm not saying like LeBron, I think LeBron is like he's He's LeBron is a top two player of all time. <laughs> he's a, in my opinion, he's a top two player of all time. But it would just help his case, and people would be more open to the argument if he if his finals record was five and six and six or six and six. If it's six and six, it's five hundred. But then you add on he has six championships. He has just as many championships as Jordan, and then the longevity. The LeBron, the LeBron fans and LeBron's case for being the GOAT is much stronger than what it is right now with just four titles. And four titles, that's great for LeBron. I mean, I'm happy for LeBron. I was, I was so happy for LeBron. I was so, so happy for LeBron as being a Laker fan, being um, a LeBron guy. I was happy for LeBron. I was happy for him. Um, and I have no problem with him, you know... Gloating about his accomplishments. I have no problem with that. I I like that actually. I like to see like I don't want to see false humility. I don't want to see false humility. Please, I don't. I I I I typically don't like to see athletes when they like, no, this is sports. We like we like you guys are human beings. These 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 athletes, these great athletes are human beings. They're no they know they're great. I don't like to see the false humility. No, like LeBron, you're great. You you you're great. You're one of the greatest players to ever touch a basketball. You can you're allowed to gloat a little bit. So I have no problem with that. Um but for the MJ, for the for the people that's on the fence, I think LeBron, if he can win another championship or two, if he can get the 5 and 6, that'll make his case stronger. Um, that'll make his straight. That'll make his 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 case stronger. But MJ has been the consensus goat. Like most people would tell you, if you ask most people who's the goat, most people would tell you MJ. They tell you Jordan. But then you have your LeBron fans that say LeBron. But the consensus goat, the basketball consensus goat, it's Jordan, and it's been Jordan. For about 15 years now. It's been Jordan for a while now. It's been Jordan. It's been Michael Jordan for a very long time. So in order for LeBron to change that or to or for people to even be having the conversation or open, he has to get five or six championships. I think that's fair too. I think there's I think I think LeBron has a strong case right now. Me personally, I in my opinion. I think he has a strong case right now, but if you talk to some other people, not not quite probably, not quite, but that's just my opinion. He has a strong case already. 
And you guys can send me questions because somebody sent me a question. They asked, they said, hey, can LeBron somehow, some way get or can he get on the Lakers Mount Rushmore? Or is he already on the Lakers Mount, Mount Rushmore? And I would say no. And no, no, no. I would say no. He's not on the Lakers Mount Rushmore. Can he get on the Lakers Mount Rushmore? I don't know. It, it, it'd be very difficult. He would have to... I, I feel like LeBron, in order for LeBron to get on the Lakers Mount Rushmore, first, with him winning this title, he's fine. Like, his Lakers legacy, is it, it's great. Because, you know, he's won a title with the Lakers. He did it in the year that Kobe passed. It only took him two years I think he is his Laker legacy is fine because you know because it, it was because if LeBron would have just played for the Lakers and never won a title, then it would be it would be one of those things like yeah he played for the Lakers, but I don't know if his legacy is cemented with the Lakers. But his his legacy with the Lakers it's fine now because he's won a title. But now it as far as when we start talking about. Mount Rushmore, that's where it gets a bit tricky to me. Because as far as my, my Mount Rushmore, is that like, is it four people? Yeah, it's four. I think it's like four people you can only have on Mount Rushmore. But when I'm talking about Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore for the Lakers, I'm thinking, I'm thinking this. Kobe, Magic, Kareem, Jerry West or Shaq? Who would you? Who would you? Who? Because those are my top three. But as like like Magic and Kobe is a definite. Like you gotta have Magic and Kobe Bryant in the Mount Rushmore for Lakers. But who who would you? Who else would you put right there? Who? I mean, because you got okay. So it's four spots: Magic, Kobe, Kareem, maybe, and then we're probably thinking. Jerry West? That's what we're thinking? There's so many great Lakers. There's so many great Lakers. Are we putting Jerry West in that fourth spot? Are we putting Shaq in that fourth spot? Who are we putting in that fourth spot? Who? Who are we putting in that fourth spot? Because I'm looking at it. You got to have Kobe. You gotta have magic. I would then think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Then probably Jerry West or Shaq. I didn't even mention guys like the guys that didn't make it. I didn't even mention like Elgin Baylor. I didn't even mention like Gail Goodrich. I didn't even mention... <laughs> Like I didn't even mention some of the guys, George Mikan. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even name James Worthy. I didn't even name some guys. And that's and that, I mean Laker. I mean, woo. That 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 Mount Rushmore is great. That's a great Mount Rushmore. But I don't think LeBron. I don't think he's on it. Um, and I think for him to be able to have a case, for him to even have a case. To be on the Lakers' Mount Rushmore, I I feel like he gotta win three titles. 
I mean, he, he, I feel like he gotta win three titles. I feel like you, he has to win three titles. For him to even have a case, for him, for him to have a valid case, he has to win three titles. Because Magic won five chips. Magic won five chips. Kobe won five chips. Kareem won five chips. <laughs> and then whoever you want to put in that fourth spot, either Jerry West or Shaq, Jerry West won one title, but Shaq three-peated. Shaq won three titles. So for LeBron to even be on, to, for him to even have like a valid argument or a valid case, I feel like for, like, for the Lakers, Mount Rushmore, I feel like you would, he, he would have, he would literally have to win at least three titles. Because three guys on Lakers Mount, on my Lakers Mount Rushmore has five chips. Three guys. Kobe, Magic, and Kareem. They have five chips with the Lakers. <laughs> That's crazy. So, uh, yeah. that's what I'm looking at. That's As far as LeBron and Lakers Mount Rushmore, I feel like he would have to win two more titles. He would have to win. He would have to have three. He would have to have three to have a strong case or a valid case. Let's just say a valid case. He would have to have three chips. Three chips. So uh, I forgot who sent me the question or who asked me it. And I've seen a lot of people running around talking about it. I brought it up. Uh, thank you for that question. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting question. But uh, I don't think LeBron's there yet. But I also, I also, he, I think he, it would be, he would have to win two more titles. And it would help if they would three-peat. But it, that's like, that's just too, that's, that's getting too much of a head of ourselves. <laughs> but he would like, yeah, he, you know. But three championships, and he, he, could, he could have a valid argument. Three championships. He could have a valid argument. But if he doesn't do that, he can't, he, it's no way you can make an argument for LeBron being on the Lakers Mount Rushmore. And that's no disrespect to the Lakers. That's no disrespect to LeBron. It just shows you how hard and how great like, the Lakers Mount Rushmore is. <laughs> like, that, that, that's, that's, that's some tall task. <laughs> so let's um let's shift gears. Uh, Dak Prescott had a, a had a bad injury. He had a horrific injury this past Sunday, and I'm a, I'm a, uh, and due to that, because I I felt bad. I, I you know I was watching the I was watching the Cowboys game, and boy, my heart felt for Dak. I I it's one of those gut wrenching injuries that you saw with Dak Prescott. Uh, and I just felt bad. So I'm not going to call him Stat Prescott. I know, I know, I know you guys find it funny. Uh, I know you guys probably, you, you know, you agree with the, what, you know, what I was talking about last week with Dak. Um, but I'm going to stop calling him Stat Prescott. Uh, that's just, a, that's, that's a, that was, that was such a horrific injury for Dak. I feel bad for Dak because the first thing that I thought, because I, when, when he, when he got tackled and, and he went down, 
I already knew what it was. I was like, oh boy. I, 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 I was like, oh boy. I already knew what the injury was when he went down. But the first thing that came to my mind was, damn it. Dak is he's playing on that franchise tag. Dak is playing, he's playing on that franchise tag and he took a risk because Dak, that's the one that, like, I always, like, I always got on Dak. Um, and I, and I, and, and I don't want this, I don't want this narrative or, or this notation that I didn't like Dak. Like, I think Dak is a good quarterback. I think Dak should get a long-term deal. I think Dak will get a long-term deal. But with, with, with Dak, the one thing that I always praise, or a couple things that I always praise about Dak was, first, his leadership. The leadership that he brings to a football team in the locker room, I loved it. But also, the, I always say this, the best ability is availability. And Dak was always available. And that was the one thing that he was betting on himself. He, was, he, he never gets hurt. And for a guy that never gets hurt and to see a horrific injury like that, it was tough to watch the game. It was just, uh, and I felt so, my heart went out to Dak. And, you know, I hope, I wish Dak a speedy recovery. You know, my, my heart goes out to Dak. But, but I think with this Cowboys situation, because everybody wants to, you know, everybody's trying to figure out what do the Cowboys do next. And, and, and by the way, I, I looked at the Cowboys schedule I've been really critical of the Cowboys, but I look at their schedule with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's is he—he's not as bad as people think he is. Andy Dalton's not as bad as people think he is. And with this roster that the Cowboys have, with this roster that the Cowboys have, he can, you can win the division with 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 Andy Dalton. You can win a division with Andy Dalton. Yes, you can. And I'm 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 gonna point out I'm gonna point this out. I'm I'm gonna I'm trying to you know we're, we're pulling up our schedule, um the Cowboys schedule on my big screen. They have Arizona on Monday night. Then they play Washington at Washington at Philadelphia. Now versus Pittsburgh, that's gonna be a little bit tough. But you play at Minnesota, you play Washington again, you play Baltimore. That's gonna be tough. But then the last four the last four games of the season. The, Cow the Cowboys play Cincinnati, San Francisco, Philadelphia, and the Giants. That's a, that's a, I mean, this is a winnable, this, so this is still a winnable division. But I look at Dak, I think there's three ways this is going to end with Dak and the Cowboys. Dak, uh, he gets franchise tag again, uh, or that's the first option. The second option is he gets a long-term deal with the Cowboys or the third option, the Cowboys walk away from Dak. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. But I think, I, think the, I think Dak and the Cowboys are going to try to figure out a long-term deal. It's not like Dak is a... It's not like Dak is a... Usually when you see a wide receiver or 
or a, a cornerback, when you see a DB have an injury like this, that's usually career-threatening, and you usually won't see a guy of that a, a, a guy at that position, like a receiver position or a cornerback position. You usually won't see them get big money after an injury like this. But since but since Dak is a quarterback, he he's gonna get he's gonna still get money. He's still gonna get paid. He is still going to get paid. Um, it's, I think it's just a matter of who is going to pay Dak. Because I look at Dak, I, I think he's going to get paid. I think Dak is going to get paid. But are the Cowboys going to be willing to pay Dak? And that is the big question. Are the, Cow, are the Cowboys going to be willing to pay Dak? I, don't, I, 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 can't, I can't answer that just straight on because, you know, we, we just don't know. Like, Dak literally had surgery on Sunday. So, we just don't know. And I've, and I've heard he started his recovery process. He's going to be out four to six months. So, he's out for the remainder of the year. But, do, do, do Dak, do, if, if, if you're the Cowboys, do they bring back Dak? Or, or do they bring him back on a franchise tag? Or do they bring him back on a long-term deal? Either way, or do they just let him walk away? Either way, I think Dak is going to win. And, I, and, that's the, and that's the good thing. And, that's, and, I, and I just hate the risk of the franchise tag. And people are trying to blame. You know, I heard some people trying to blame Jerry Jones and, you know, why he didn't pay. Okay, Jerry, put, Jerry is a businessman. And at the end of the day, yes, I felt bad for Dak. Um, Dak is on the franchise tag. That franchise tag is worth $31 million. So it's not like Dak is getting paid chump change. It's just the fact that Dak took the risk and it's a one-year deal and it doesn't give Dak that long-term security that players would want. But let's think about this. And this is why, I, I, this is why I'm not going to just blame Jerry because Jerry is a businessman. And Jerry, at the end of the day, as a businessman... You want the best deal for yourself. You want the best deal for yourself as you, you know, Jerry Jones wants the best deal for himself as the businessman, as the guy that is cutting the checks. And Dak and his agent want the best deal for Dak. Well, with Jerry, he, he, he offered Dak a deal. We don't, I, we forgot the, I forgot the, the like, Dak, it seems like Dak, Dak wanted something between 36 to he wanted something in the upper 30s, in the high 30s, low 40s. Jerry and the Cowboys seemed like they were trying to stay between 33 million or 32 million, between 32 million and 34 million. That seems like what the Cowboys were trying to stay in between. That's that seems like their range. And Dak and and his agent, I mean, they played the market right because Mahomes got 40 and Deshaun Watson got 39. So Dak and his agent, they were playing the market right. They predicted the market value correctly. But, but this is the only thing. This is the cliche. The franchise tag. The franchise tag was made by the Players Association. So if we're going to blame anybody, look at the Players Association. Because as a free agent, I, I, I never, like, the franchise tag, it is what it is. But 
When you say free agency in the NFL, it's totally different from the other sports free agencies. Because in the NBA, you can't franchise tag no one. In the NHL, you can't franchise tag no one. In the MLB, you can't, franch- you can't franchise tag no one. Those players, Garrett Cole, LeBron James, they are able to be actual free agents and test the open market. With In the NFL, especially at the quarterback position, you are not able to test the open market. So I would question, are you, t- are, are you technically a free agent? Because you, you, a team could just say, I'm, I'm going to franchise tag you. This is, what you. this is what you should be making, and I'm going to franchise tag you. I just don't agree with that. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I just don't agree with that. So that's a whole other situation and circumstance in itself, the franchise tag. Because the franchise tag is basically saving it's saving the te- these teams and, and GMs because they can just drop the franchise tag on you and you can't go nowhere else. You can't entertain other deals that teams may be offering or teams might, might be willing to offer. So that franchise tag, th- that would be the issue. If we're going to blame anything, that would be the issue. I wouldn't blame Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones played his cards. He played his hand. He offered Dak a deal. He offered Dak a deal that he thought was friendly to Dak and also friendly to with, you know, Jerry as the businessman. You want a good deal, too. So I don't blame any one person. I don't blame any one person. So uh, that is what I stand with Dak. Um, I, I think either way, he's going to be fine. I think if you're if you're a, if you are super if you are super concerned about Dak in his financial state if or you are just a super Dak Prescott fan he's going to be fine he's going to be fine now I can't tell you whether or not if he's going to be in a Cowboys jersey but he's going to be fine I think there's teams in the open market because like let's and I'm a, and I'm gonna talk about this in the next segment but I think there's teams out there that's going to be in need of a quarterback. Now, before I even get into that quarterback talk, I want to talk about. I want to discuss Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, a really talented running back. I like. I liked his game. Um, I really enjoyed his game, especially when he's playing for Pittsburgh. And about that, so the big news yesterday: the Jets released Le'Veon Bell. Um, they've been in. They, you know, I, I kind of figured this was coming. I talked about this Jets team. I talked about this Jets team a lot throughout the offseason. And I talked about how Jamal Adams wanted out. He eventually got traded. I talked about how Adam Gase and Le'Veon Bell, they haven't connected. They haven't got on the same page. Le'Veon Bell wants to be the center of an offense. And Adam Gase, he, 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 I mean, Adam Gase didn't want Le'Veon Bell to be the center of the offense. Adam Gase wanted to go into a different direction. Um, I just think this whole situation from the jump was, was just, it it just wasn't a great situation for Le'Veon Bell. And I'm always, I'm such a key component of this. Like it it does matter where you get drafted and what teams you play for and how that can dictate your career. Because I look at a guy like Jimmy Butler, um, because you know, everybody's trying to, you know, everybody's giving Jimmy a lot of props, and you know, and he and he had a great playoff run, great playoff run, and the Heat had a great playoff run. But 
before the before everything has happened with Jimmy Butler and before the playoff run, the narrative around the league about Jimmy Butler was, oh, he's a bad teammate. He's bad for the locker room. He's a cancer to the locker room. But I never bought into that narrative. I backed up and I gave the situation some context, as I always do and as I often do. And uh, I looked at Jimmy, and I'm like, I looked at the teams that Jimmy played for, and I just examined those teams and what they have done lately. Um, and I, let's start with the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls, they, I mean, they had the Michael Jordan era, but historically, the Bulls are not a great franchise. So that's and then and and and, and since Jimmy has gone, has, since Jimmy has departure and left and exited. They haven't been a great team. They haven't good. They haven't had a great team in in years. Um, and then let's move on to the Minnesota Timberwolves, where they said Jim, where Jimmy Butler was a cancer. The, before Jimmy Butler arrived, the Timberwolves had a 16 year drought without making the playoffs. They had a 16 year drought without making the playoffs. The moment that Jimmy Butler gets there, he takes them to the playoffs. So I didn't really buy into that fact that he was a cancer to the locker room. I didn't buy into that that right there. And then he finally went to Philadelphia. I thought that team that they had last year with Jimmy Butler and J.J. Redick, I thought that was the best chance for the 76ers to get out of the Eastern Conference. They they lost in Game 7 to Kawhi Leonard, um, game-winning shot. But... They said Jimmy was the problem there. And I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Shook, uh, this, uh, uh, a historically dysfunctional franchise in the Bulls. A, a, a historically bad franchise in Minnesota who, 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 who has just been horrible. That I mean, recently, just horrible. Just a horrible franchise. And had a 16-year playoff drop before Jimmy Butler got there. And then a Philadelphia team that... They seem like they have all the talent in the world, but always underachieve. I'm like, that's not Jimmy's fault. Those are the franchise's fault. But, so I backtrack and I go back to the Le'Veon Bell situation. It's certain teams you just don't leave. It's certain teams you just don't leave. And I was so and, and I was so frustrated. I, and not frustrated, but I thought this. I thought that Steelers team with. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, I thought they were so dynamic and just so fun to watch. I'm like, okay, you, you had this, you had some this. I, I'm not saying Le'Veon and AB were the, like they were in the, they were like the entire problem with Pittsburgh because I do think Ben Roethlisberger can be a little bit hard to, you know, hard to play with. But I thought you don't leave Pittsburgh. You know I mean Pittsburgh? That's one of the like I always say this. Pittsburgh is the franchise. If you're a coach, that is what that's the that that that's the team you want to coach because the Steelers they don't fire their coaches. Like literally, they have they've literally had three coaches in their franchise history. Three coaches: Chuck Noll, Bill Cowher, and Mike Tomlin. They don't fire their coaches, and it's in with Le'Veon. I just thought it's just certain places you don't leave, and Pittsburgh is one of those. Like it's the it's. It's the Steelers. It, they're one of the they're one of the signature franchises in the league. Um, they're they're usually pretty good. They're consistent. They have great coaching, great scouts. They have they usually have Hall of Fame quarterback and 
Le'Veon Bell was playing with a Hall of Fame quarterback. It's just you don't leave certain teams. And I just thought with since Le'Veon left, I just I, I he's never been the same. And I just thought he was his his he he was he, I just thought he was always gonna be productive or more productive and more successful in Pittsburgh. It's easier it's easier to be more it's easier to be successful as a stiller in Pittsburgh than it is playing for the Jets. I mean, the Jets historically bad franchise. I mean, it, I just I, I just find it crazy that it's just certain teams you don't leave and there's just certain teams who historically are just bad and not and not well run. It, they're just I mean, the Jets are not a well-ran franchise. They I mean, they they they're still looking for the they're still looking for the successor of Joe Namath. Like, what the hell? They haven't found it. They, they they they've just had they've had problems trying to find the successor for Joe Namath. The Steelers, on the other hand, they only had three coaches and they only had three coaches in their history. They don't fire coaches. They don't fire coaches. They only had three coaches in their in their lead, in their team's history. So I just I, you know I, I just find it hard that Le'Veon would leave a, a, a situation like Pittsburgh. I just thought I just thought at, in Pittsburgh, yeah, you had your ups and downs, you had your bones to pick, but it really doesn't get any better than Pittsburgh when you're in the NFL. Come on, it really doesn't get any better. Like maybe New England with Belichick, but Andy Reid maybe in Kansas City with Mahomes, but with Pittsburgh historically, it usually doesn't get any better than that. It usually doesn't get any better than that. And I never thought Le'Veon should have left. I never thought he should have left. The moment that he left, he went he went downhill. He went downhill. And I'm not saying he's all to blame for the. I'm not saying you know he's the he's the only reason why he left Pittsburgh. No, 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 no. Contract dispute. He set out. He finally wanted to be a free agent, and he chose the Jets, but. I just thought, yeah, you don't leave the Steelers. You just don't. I'm sorry. Like, you don't. It's just certain players and certain teams you don't leave. Like, you don't leave Magic. You don't leave LeBron, unlike Kyrie. Kyrie, I don't agree with that, but he left LeBron. You don't leave. It's just certain teams you just don't leave. And the Steelers are just one of those teams. I just don't. I just You just don't leave the Steelers. I just, I don't know. It's just me. That's just my thoughts on Le'Veon Bell. Um, and it just shows you his value depreciated because the Jets have been trying to trade him, trade him, trade him. And all, they've been calling all 31 teams. And, no th- and, and, and none of the teams took a chance and went out there and traded for Le'Veon. His value depreciated. And when he was in Pittsburgh, Le'Veon was arguably the best running back in football when he was in Pittsburgh. With the Jets, Adam Gase, young quarterback, dysfunctional team, dysfunctional front office, and nothing to show for it. Just but money. <laughs> nothing to show for it, really, though. You need a certain guy at the quarterback position to win in the league. And I talked about this with Drew Brees a couple times earlier this year. I told you guys, I think, I, I'm not, and I'm not saying Ju, guys like Drew Brees, 
Matt Ryan. I'm not saying these guys can't play, but I think they do have limitations. Um, and I look at a guy like Matt Ryan. Okay, Matt Ryan. He's 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 had a good career. He's put up great numbers. But what's the what's the difference between Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins? Is there is the, or if if you think because I think Matt Ryan's a little bit better than Kirk Cousins. I think he's a little bit better than Kirk Cousins. But but how how big is the gap? Matt Ryan Matt Ryan is closer to Kirk Cousins than he is Russell Wilson. That's a, and I feel like that's pretty fair. He's close as a quarterback at this at this juncture, he is closer to Kirk Cousins than Russell Wilson. And I think when a guy like that with Matt Ryan, uh, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, especially especially Philip Rivers, I watched that game versus Cleveland, and Philip Rivers' arm looked dead. His arm look his arm didn't look lively at all, um, and he just don't have a lot of juice on his throws. He just doesn't. He just doesn't. And I talked about this with Indianapolis, and I look at teams like Indianapolis. Um, I look at teams like Atlanta. I look at certain teams. Um, Atlanta, they have great. They have a they have a pretty good offensive personnel. Um, like they got a couple receivers. They got Todd Gurley. Their offensive personnel isn't that. It's not. It's not bad. Um, but it's it's okay. It's pretty. It's okay. It's pretty good. Um, and then I look at. Indianapolis, Indianapolis, if you add a bona fide quarterback to that roster, Indianapolis is, they're, they're a bona fide legit contender because their defense is so good. So what I'm getting at is, and I, and I, I talked about this with the Dwayne Haskins situation a little bit too, but I look at a guy like Justin Herbert. Um, I know a lot of, I know a lot of NFL experts weren't high on Justin Herbert, but I thought, I thought, first of all, I always thought Herbert was a talented guy. I always thought he was a talented quarterback. He had great size. He was 6'6", strong arm, mobile, can run, can, you know, extend plays. But I also thought the, the Oregon's offense hindered his abilities. Oregon's, Oregon offensively was limited and it had a lot of limitations. It was Oregon's offense was not advanced at all, and that was the main thing I was talking about as far as Justin Herbert. I always pointed out. I said, "Hey, I wouldn't be too hard on Herbert. I wouldn't be. I, I, I wasn't harsh on Herbert. I wasn't harsh on Herbert because Oregon offensively was limited. Oregon offensively didn't expand and let this kid." show and display his talents. And you could see peaks of it. Like in the Rose Bowl, he 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 killed Wisconsin with his legs and with his arm. But we we didn't see that consistently week in, week out at Oregon. But I didn't think it was all his fault. I didn't think it was all his fault at Oregon. But now his first four games, this kid is a star. This is this is the type of guy you want at the quarterback position in today's NFL, you want you you want a guy that can extend plays, that's smart, great arm, can 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 throw out can throw on the outside the pocket, in the pocket. You want you want that type of guy that's mobile. You want that type of guy 
if you are in search for a quarterback. That is the guy that you want. You want guys like Josh Allen. You want guys like uh, Deshaun Watson. You want these type of guys. And I'm not saying you can't win with a guy like Drew Brees, but it's much, it's much harder to do so. It, I mean, because they just have more limitations. You, you, you have limitations. Even with a guy like Brady. Brady, I, I, like, he hasn't played bad in Tampa Bay, but Brady has had his moments, but Brady hasn't been playing great. He hasn't played great in Tampa Bay. He's had his he's had his spots. He's had his moments like, oh, there go Brady. But Brady hasn't he hasn't been particularly playing great with Tampa Bay. And I know it's a, you know, it's still it's still young in the season. And I, I could you know, you some of you guys may think I'm overreacting, but I feel like this with Phillip Rivers, with Drew Brees, uh a 36-year-old Matt Ryan. I just look I'm looking at it and I'm like, Matt I mean like how like how much longer are we gonna waste? To, like how much how much more time are we gonna waste on Matt Ryan? How much more time are we gonna waste on Matthew Stafford? I know I know he's talented, but how much time are we gonna? I mean we 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 know what he is. We know what he is, and this and this brings me to this brings me to this quarterback. These are so I I, I can so here we go. Here is the current draft order. Because we got we got two guys that I really like, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Those are two college quarterbacks that I really, really like. And then we have a guy in Trey Lance, who is really good coming out of North Dakota State. Um, he only played one game this year, but you know, his previous year was amazing. And then in his one game, he played pretty well. So those are the top three quarterbacks coming into this draft so far. Um, but I'm really high on Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. So I have the draft order on my screen, and I can, I'm going to give you guys the top 15. The, this is the draft order. So if the draft was today, if the draft was today, the, the Giants would have the number one pick, the Falcons would be at two, the Jets would be at three, the Chargers would be at four, Washington would be at five, Jacksonville would be at six. Uh, Minnesota would be at seven. The Dolphins would be at eight. The Lions would be at nine. And the Broncos would be at ten. That is the top ten. That's the top ten. Now, at 11, you have the Eagles. At 12, you have the Bengals. At 13, you have the Dolphins again. And then at 14, you have the 49ers. And then at 15, you have the Patriots. Now, I'm going to tell you the teams that don't need a quarterback. I'm going to tell you the teams that would not, if, if they had the chance to, they would not draft Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Cincinnati doesn't need a quarterback. They got Joe Burrow. They drafted Joe Burrow, and they, that's their guy. The Chargers, they don't need a quarterback. The Chargers have Justin Herbert. Now, here's where it gets a bit interesting. Because if you're the Dolphins, and... Let's just say the Dolphins has a they have a they have a they have a chance to draft Lawrence or or, or Justin Fields. Do you do, do do you do that? I mean, because we haven't seen Tua, we have to wait on what we have to wait to see what Tua looks like. So that's a question mark. But I'm looking at these teams like 
the Giants, the Falcons, the Jets, those the top three teams, they all all three of those teams would take Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields right now. They would take them right. They they would take them right now. The Lions, I I, I think they make a move. I think the Lions make a move. I mean, how long? How much longer are we going to wait on Matthew Stafford? The 49ers, I think they may make a move. If the 49ers had a chance to draft, if they had a chance to dra- draft Trevor Lawrence or, 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 um, or Justin Fields, they would surely move off of Jimmy Garoppolo. And the Patriots, I mean, I know they have Cam. Cam has looked really good. And they're gonna they, and they're gonna they're gonna give they're gonna give Cam a, another contract, but you telling me the pay if the Patriots had a chance or opportunity to draft Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, you telling me they wouldn't take that? They surely would take that. So I'm looking at a lot of teams that need a that need a quarterback, or that or that could use one of these two guys. I look at the Giants; they have Daniel Jones. The Giants would trade Daniel Jones so quick. And, 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 you, and you guys are probably wondering, well, if the Jets or the Giants, are, if they're looking at drafting Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, what, did that, what does that mean for Sam Darnold and, and Daniel Jones? Well, once again, I look at a team like the Indianapolis Colts, who defensively, they have their roster filled out. They just need a quarterback. You telling me Daniel Jones the same or Sam Darnold couldn't go into Indianapolis and turn around their career? I think they could. I think they could. You telling me like uh, you telling me a guy like Matt Ryan, if the 49ers had the opportunity, you telling me the, the the 49ers wouldn't take a shot at Matt Ryan? Remember, Matt Ryan had a lot of success under Kyle Shanahan. Get this, Matt Ryan's best year came under. Kyle Shanahan. Since Kyle Shanahan has departed from Atlanta, from Atlanta, Matt Ryan hasn't been the same. His one MVP year, Kyle Shanahan was he that was under Kyle Shanahan. As the, Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator, and that's the one year where Matt Ryan won MVP. You telling me the 49ers wouldn't take a chance on Matt Ryan when Kyle Shanahan has had success with Matt Ryan? He's gotten he's gotten to the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan. I think that I I think that is stellar. I think that would be I think those are those are just those are just some possibilities. Those are just some possibilities that I'm throwing out there. But let's shift gears. Um, so the Browns. I'm gonna talk about the Browns. Couple couple uh, a few people have been asking me to talk about the Browns. Talk about the Browns. Baker. You know, in the Browns. And the Browns right now are four and one. Uh they've beaten <laughs> they've beaten the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Colts, and the Washington football team. And before in in a couple weeks ago, remember, remember this? Well, I said a couple weeks ago, I said, hey, these next four games for the Browns and Baker, they're gonna be so important. Because I highlighted that the Browns had to play Washington, Dallas, Indianapolis, and Pittsburgh. They're 3-0. They're 3-0. And Baker has played 
Well, um, now let's now let's put some perspective around this. Let's put some perspective around this. Kevin Stefanski, I told you guys I, before the season even started, I predicted that the Browns would be a playoff team. Um, I predict, I, yeah, I just predicted that the Browns would be a playoff team. I said nine and seven, the Browns would make the playoffs this year, and a lot had to do with that because of Kevin Stefanski. I looked at. The Browns, the Browns had two really, really good running backs. Nick Chubb is arguably a top five running back when healthy. And then Kareem Hunt is like Kareem Hunt had. We forget how good Kareem Hunt is. Like we really forget how good Kareem, how good Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt was in Kansas City. I say Kevin Stefanski, he's going to be a run first coach. You give you give him an upgrade O-line. With two really good running backs, he's going to be able to run the football effectively. And I said that's going to take a lot of pressure off of Baker Mayfield and the Browns and Baker, and especially Baker. Baker Mayfield is at his best when he's not throwing the ball or when he's not throwing 30 and 35 times. Baker is at his best when he is managing the game, play action passes, easier reads, and he's not throwing the ball more than 28 times. When he's not throwing the ball more than 27, 28 times, that is what you want for Baker. Now, when he starts throwing it 30, 35, 40 times, that's not a recipe for success for Baker or the Browns. It's, it's, not, a recipe for, it's not a recipe for success versus Baker, with Baker and the Browns when he's throwing 30, 35, 40 times. That just not that's not gonna work. For, that's not gonna work for Baker. But Kevin Stefanski has done a great job, and you're gonna be surprised. But Baker Mayfield has played well. Um, now he did he he did throw two interceptions versus the Colts. The Colts lead the league in interceptions, so I don't know how to take that. But Baker played really well, especially in the first half. In the first half of that Cleveland and Indianapolis game. Baker Mayfield played well. That was some. Gr- that was marvelous how he played. That was. Gr- that, I was happy to see Baker play that well in the first half of that game. Um. So I think so. It, it seems like the Browns are pointing in the right direction. Uh, they're four and one. I think they're a pretty good football team. Um. I think they're. I think they're going to be good enough to get to the playoffs. I don't I, now. I don't think they go far into the playoffs because I think they're limited um, in what they can do. But I, and I'm I'm questionable of their secondary. But I like this Browns team to go nine and seven and get to the playoffs as a wild card in a really tough division. I think they could do so. Um, my my prediction is panning out right, but they got a tough matchup versus the Steelers. We'll see what happens. Also, I'm going to tell you guys why I'm not so sold on the Titans. I'm going to tell you guys next. Okay, so the Buffalo game, um, Buffalo, a Tuesday night game, Buffalo versus uh, Tennessee. Buffalo didn't play too well. Josh Allen, he, 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 you know, he made a couple mistakes. But everybody's talking about Josh Allen, and I'm not sold on Tennessee either. Like, you know, Three before this before this blowout win versus Buffalo, their three wins it was a combined by six points. 
So they won a lot of games. They they won a lot of close games by the skin of their teeth. I mean, virtually against bad teams. Let's be honest. Versus bad teams. Versus the Denver Broncos, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Versus bad teams. They barely beat those teams. So I'm not just ready to go on the Tennessee bandwagon like a lot of people are um, today and how a lot of people are reacting. But I do have my questions about Buffalo's defense. Buffalo's, they had the, Buffalo had the second-best defense last year behind New England. Buffalo had the second-best defense last year behind New England's. So it's kind of it's puzzling to me that just in a matter of a year, Buffalo has turned around. That last year, they were a defensive-minded, run-the-football team, real conservative. And now this year, they are a high-flying, offensive, put up a lot of points, beat you down the field, a lot of deep throws, a lot of deep shots down the field. They have they have changed their philosophy, and I like I, I like Sean McDermott, but this defense it has to get better. Their defense certainly has to get better, and in a, in a, in a lot of major categories, they're at the they're at the bottom half of the league. And I know last night they didn't have Tre'Davious White, they didn't have Levi Wallace, they were missing some pieces on defense. But I expected them to play a little bit better than what they did. But I'm not high on Tennessee. I do want to see how Buffalo bounces back. But that was just some quick um, analysis on the game. I don't want to hold you guys any much longer. But I just want you guys to take this. MJ is the consensus GOAT. And I think LeBron, as far as a career... It, you can match the career, like career year seventeen. LeBron has it. LeBron, it, LeBron has the best overall career. But Michael Jordan, at his high, at his best, no one in the league, no one in league history has been that good or that high. Like Michael Jordan's peak is the highest peak in league history. His his peak. Is the highest peak in league history, Michael Jordan's. His is his is at the highest peak. Um, he's at the you know his high. He's been higher than higher. He's been at, he's been higher than any other player in league history. Put it that way. Three six, three, six championships, two three peaks in seven years. That's that's incredible. So. Not, but once again, I'm not high on Tennessee. Um, I think I don't want to make it seem like I'm not a fan of Tennessee. I don't think they're good. I think ten, I think the Titans are a good football team, but it seems like everybody is just ready to jump on the Ryan Tannehill and the Titans bandwagon. I'm and I'm not. I think it was a, I think it was more bad Buffalo. But I'm gonna let you guys go. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast. Wrap this bad boy up. Thank you guys for coming back. Keep clicking, keep clicking. Uh, an exciting week, um, a, a stressing week. You know the Dak injury, but the Lakers won the title. You know a real conflicting week, but we are getting through it. Thank you guys for continue to come back. Um, always remember two choices, one decision. Shout out all the platforms that you guys are using, and I am out. Deuces.